After all the rumors and speculations, PW Insider has confirmed Cody Rhodes is returning to WWE. And Fightful Select has followed up with this saying that he's going to be showing up at the Raw after WrestleMania, but he'll be there WrestleMania weekend. We talk about that, answer some other questions here on the Squared Circle Cycle Bible. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we'll start with the first question revolving around Cody Rhodes. Comes from OG1988. He asked, how much of an impact will this really make in the wrestling world that Cody has called back to WWE? Will WWE change? And would he would Cody Rhodes get a fair shot? Wow. So there's like three questions there, but I guess I'll start with the first one as far as the impact that it can or will make. So I, I'm already under the impression that this has already made some type of impact. I mean, Cody Rhodes... Mm-hmm uh defecting or leaving AEW for WWE. I mean, that's been something that people have been talking about for, you know, the the past month or so. You know, people have been right. expecting him, you know, and, and it's not the fault of the WWE, more so the IWC and and maybe even some of the uh wrestling journalists, if you will, kind of suggesting that he's supposed to show up. He's supposed to confront Seth Rollins. So people Every Tuesday morning or around midnight on on Monday, or I should say uh, midnight Tuesday, they're already complaining, oh, well, Cody didn't show up, Cody didn't show up, Cody didn't show up. He was getting chants. They were chanting for Cody last week. So Mm -hmm. as far as the impact, I think he's already made some sort of immediate impact. I think that people certainly are hoping and expecting that he does show up uh, in WWE on Monday Night Raw at some point. And, you know, of course, you're going to get the naysayers and people that want to kind of push this to the side and brush it off like it's not a big deal or, you know, that, oh, well, it's kind of lost its its uh, ability or attraction or the feel to it, whatever you will. I mean, if he comes out at WrestleMania or if he comes out the Raw after WrestleMania, I, I imagine he'll still get a good reception. So I already think it made an impact. Right. I, I think it made an impact, too. And honestly, I felt like two things were going to happen with Cody Rhodes, either A, He was going to debut the Raw after WrestleMania anyway, so I was not expecting him to have a match at WrestleMania. But now what we've seen on Monday Night Raw and the story with Seth Rollins and stuff like that, I think what's going to happen is Monday night he's going to issue an open challenge at WrestleMania and Cody's going to answer that match. I mean, this storyline with Seth Rollins and not having a match at WrestleMania and kind of Kevin Owens playing along with this too reminds me a lot of John Cena calling out The Undertaker for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, the match was never announced and was only confirmed the night of. So when people say, oh, they haven't confirmed it yet and blah, 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 they're not you know, booking this right or whatever, remember that. I mean, granted, the match was only like five minutes, but still, John Cena had the best build for that, for that WrestleMania, and it was only him. And it was not, for a match that technically wasn't even confirmed. So now that, you know, the IWC and the people that follow the journalists know that he has signed and it seems like it was from 10 to 14 days ago. So that seems around the same timeline as when Cassidy Haynes uh, reported that the talks fizzled out. So I think WWE has done a good job keeping it under grabs and keeping the journalists on their toes and understanding like this has to be a big surprise. People know it. So we're going to, you know, we're going to tease them, but then we're going to pull back, tease them, pull back. And I think part of this was great work by WWE and just, you know, making the journalists report whatever they're feeding. And this is kind of like, all right, who can we trust? 
who can't we trust? And I think that's going to impact the wrestling industry yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think that WWE has certainly been laying it on thick and kind of suggesting that, you know, they, they did have Cody. They've been dropping hints left and right, if you've been paying attention. Uh, mm -hmm. The one thing that I wish they wouldn't have done last week on Raw was have the thing with uh, Seth and Kevin Owens to kind of close the night, which kind of made you think that he probably was going to show up. I have no problem with them laying it on thick or the fact that they're suggesting that Cody is going to show up. Um, but last week it kind of made it seem like there were a few opportunities for Cody to actually show up and they didn't do it. Now, this is, this is the one thing with, with the, the current state of, uh, the wrestling fan base, you know, they, they're so demanding that they get both, uh, surprises, but at the same time, they want long-term storytelling. They want you to tell a story, but they really don't. They wanted Cody three, mm -hmm. three or four weeks ago, and they're going to complain on, on Twitter or any other social media platform week after week right. after week until he shows up because they don't actually want to wait for yeah. the build or the suspense. They want it now. So, you know, fans are jaded and they're right. fickle and Daniel Bryan was right in that sense. Um, and, and, you know, if he does end up showing up for some type of open challenge, that will be almost like poetic in itself because when you think back to Cody's uh, whole story there in AEW, the TNT championship, the open challenges, his, uh, the ability to give opportunities to people that, you know, Eddie Kingston, somebody like Warhorse, who isn't even a, a household name, um, you know, that's kind of ties in well with his backstory, too. Right, right. I, I think, I mean, the other question you got to ask, and this was asked by OG1988, is would he get a fair shot? Now, I don't know if you saw the comment by Dutch Mantel, and he feels like, so Dutch Mantel, for those that did not see this, he feels like, okay, a couple weeks, there's going to be a lot of buzz around it, but then by six weeks, you know, the buzz is going to be gone and he's going to fizzle out and they're going to not know what to do with him. Now, we see this in WWE. We see this in AEW where, like, the pop of the surprise is there, but then the follow-up isn't there. It's like, all right, what next? If they don't have a plan for him after WrestleMania, you know, you're dropping the ball already. I think eventually he's going to be a guy that goes after, uh, he's going to go after Roman Reigns. For the for the for the title eventually not like you know two months down the road but when the draft comes he goes back to or he goes to smackdown challenges roman for the championship yeah that, that's certainly possible i think the thing with cody that we have to remember is this is still the same guy that cut some epic promos and had some really good storylines uh and this is a guy that really outperformed what he was doing in wwe before he went to AEW or, or elsewhere after his wwe career you know when you look at it I always say this. He was stardust before he left the WWE. Nobody really anticipated right. or knew what he was really capable of. Maybe other than himself, he took a bet on himself. He took a shot on himself and he went to AEW and elsewhere and became the American nightmare and all those other things. He's the same guy mm -hmm. that had, you know, great matches with guys like Eddie Kingston or good promos back and forth with MJF. Great, great classic moments in AEW. So I think that he pro mm -hmm. he's proven he's certainly capable of quite a bit. Um, and I think that they're getting really like a good, you know, B plus to a player here. And it, it, it is a major, um, it will have a major impact. The fact that it is somebody that was like, you know, top, I would say main event level talent in AEW. That's going to go from AEW to WWE, especially after we've seen, you know, people with potential, if you want to put it that way, go from WWE time and time again to AEW, everybody loses their mind over that. Now you got an EVP. 
main event talent who's going from AEW to WWE and people are so quick to like kind of shoot it down. It's still mm -hmm. the same guy that has some great moments and great promos. So all that said, I think it's a big deal. I think there's a lot of fans there that are upset and calling him a traitor or thinking, oh, they're just going to put him in the Stardust costume again and he's just going to be, you know, a joke in WWE. They're not going to use him right. And that's, it's possible, but I think if you're paying the guy three to $5 million, if that's the report, you're not putting him back in the Stardust costume. But, you know, a guy that, you know, could, it, could this be the same comparison as far as impact as Scott Hall and Kevin Nash going to WCW at the time? Granted, you know, you know Scott Hall and Nash made their name in, in WWE, even though they started in WCW and then went to WWE, went back to WCW, then we got the Monday Night War. Do you think there's any comparison to this and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Yeah. So, I mean, you brought up Scott Hall and if you weren't going to bring him up, I was going to bring him up anyway. So I definitely think there are some comparisons you can draw between both Scott Hall uh, and Cody going from two major promotions to the other. So, I mean, when you look at Scott Hall and his career, the influence that he had, especially when he went to WCW, that, that was... You know, pretty profound, especially when you consider right now the situation where, you know, one of the best things to happen with AEW coming to fruition is the opportunity for certain wrestlers to go there and, and work and get um, a better opportunity, maybe more so than they would have been granted or given if they were in WWE. Now, this is good for everybody, not just Cody Rhodes, but I mean, in Cody's situation, you look at it, he felt like his worth was was greater than what AEW was willing to give to him. Tony Khan was willing to give with him. He went out and he got that from WWE. I mean, you can't really fault a guy for going out there and doing what he feels is best for himself and for his family. Um, you know, whether it was because of money, creative, control, whatever you want to say. And again, this is where, you know, going having at least two companies or two prominent companies can be good, not just for fans, but also for the wrestlers too, because it gives them an opportunity to go back and forth get additional money, get some creative control, whatever the case may be. So uh, whatever the reasoning was for Cody, it's similar to what, what happened with Scott Hall back in the day too. Mm -hmm. No, I, I totally agree. And obviously Scott Hall, you know, just recently passed away with the complications to his hip surgery, having three heart attacks. You know, a lot of people are talking about Scott Hall and we got a lot of questions about him. So I thought it would be a good segue, bring him up. Obviously the parallels with Cody here. I think you can make that connection. I'm sure some people would say it's not the same in the comments, but either way, I think it is pretty impactful for Cody Rhodes. But let's get to the Scott Hall related questions here. We'll start with Bargified. What is your favorite Scott Hall or Razor Ramon match? Uh, it's got to be the ladder match. I would think yeah. one of the two ladder matches for sure yeah. with Sean. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I mean, to this day, that is the best ladder match ever. Like, Sure, you might want to say Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. No, it wasn't. Uh, what some of the TLC matches at WrestleMania and SummerSlam? No, it it was this match: Sean and Scott Hall and Razor Ramon having that epic ladder match. And if that ladder match doesn't happen the way it does, who knows what ladder matches would be like in WWE or wrestling in general? Like, do we have ladder matches after that match? Because Obviously, the influence of Sean and Razor are there, and this match probably is like the catalyst for a lot of wrestlers today's influence, whether it's from Scott Hall or Shawn Michaels. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, just in terms of the influence that it had on uh, the ladder match itself, those matches were were not only great and delivered, but influence-wise, it, it obviously carried a lot of weight, too. Right. Now, the next question comes from Samson Bracali Jr. Is Scott Hall in your top 10 best wrestlers or sports entertainers? We're going to do a different episode on that whole pro wrestling sports entertainer thing later this week, but... Is he in your top 10? I don't really have a top 10 list. I mean, I, I don't think I'd like my top 10 favorites. I wouldn't put him there um, as a character for Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I would say. Um, one of the most influential guys in terms of, we just talked about the ladder match, the NWO, what he did behind the scenes with the business and influencing certain things with contracts and guaranteeing money and all that stuff with Nash. He's certainly in in the top 10 of that, so... Mm-hmm. Depending on what your list is and your criteria, I would say he'd fall in the top 10 on some of those for sure. Right. I, I totally agree. I think character wise, maybe 10 best characters with Razor Ramon. Uh, in ring wise, I mean, he was a great wrestler. and I think underappreciated because he was such a good character that people don't necessarily look at him as a great wrestler. But he's had some great matches, yeah. whether he was Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, you look at. For example, the crybaby match from In Your House with with Razor Ramon and the one two three kid, the Intercontinental Championship with um, Rick Martel on Raw. You look at you know several other matches with one two three kid, uh, even like WrestleMania eleven. I just watched WrestleMania eleven, the Intercontinental Championship match with him and Jeff Jarrett. Although yep. the finish wasn't a, the greatest, but it was still a good match, and he's had. Bangers after, you know, good match after good match after good match. And he was never really appreciated for his in-ring work because how good his character was. No, I I agree 100%. And he's one of those guys that, you know, it's unfortunate, like something like this happens, but you go back and you rewatch matches. And, you know, when I was watching Razor Ramon, I was probably like, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years old, going back and watching those matches now and comparing what I would consider him, you know, a, a much one of the bigger guys in terms of his size and stature, you know, guys mm-hmm. that size just don't move as fluid. There's not as much believability in just the way he works. Like the way that something as simple as him throwing a punch, like you go back and you watch his matches with Shawn Michaels, like just something as simple as that, the way that he's uh, going through moves and all it, like you don't get the sense that this is like a staged simulated fight or anything like that. And sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like when I watch wrestling guys just kind of go through the motions with him, it always felt like it was real. And you don't appreciate right. that as a kid, but you go back and you notice it now. So, yeah, he, he was definitely underappreciated. Uh, and certainly one of the, if not the best, one of the best, uh, you know, guys who, who never won a major championship in terms of like heavyweight championship titles. Obviously never won the WCW championship, never won the WWE championship. When you look at best wrestlers to never yeah. win the world heavyweight championship in either WWE or WCW. Obviously his name comes up almost instantly. Him, Jake Roberts, Mr. Perfect are just guys right there that never won the world title. Rick Rude's and well, Rick Rude won the world heavyweight championship, uh, NWA, but, um, yeah, there's just some underappreciation sometimes for Scott Hall. And I think some, now that he's passed away, I think, He's getting the appreciation that he deserves, but unfortunately it happens after he passed away and it's just unfortunate that way. But 
We got one more question here, and it comes from Murray Lindsay on Twitter. How different would the wrestling world be if Hall and Nash stayed in WWE, did not jump to WCW? That moment alone, them going to WCW, had so many implications and so much influence on the future of pro wrestling. I don't even know if people understand. Like, You probably or maybe would not have had the Attitude Era because you wouldn't have had the Outsiders, the NWO. You wouldn't have that whole shift. Um which essentially mm-hmm. forced Vince McMahon to restructure and change his entire, you know, um, product that the Attitude Era was essentially right. a, a, like their answer to the to the NWO. You might not even had like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If if Razor and Nash or Razor and Diesel stayed in WWE and never defected to WCW, WWE might have went out of business. I mean, let's not forget that they were they were essentially on the ropes. It wasn't like they were selling out arenas and WrestleMania was selling out state stadiums and things of that nature at that point. Um, so that contracts alone, um, it would have had a lot of, a lot of major implications on what we could see it as wrestling today. Right. You know, no NWO probably means no DX, no Austin, no, no attitude era, no elite. guys. Po- they had, I right. mean, maybe not in the sense right. that we see them today because they had so much influence from, the click and NWO and all too sweet and all that other stuff. No, I, I totally agree. Also guarantee contracts. You brought that up. Yep. That's a huge part of today's wrestling. Like no matter what, if they're on TV or not, they have guarantee contracts. So that's the thanks of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. You know, a lot of what we see in AEW where they get paid, but they're not always on TV and have limited dates. That's Scott Hall and Kevin Nash too. Yeah. So, if that doesn't happen, I think wrestlers today still are working 300 days a year as independent contractors. And yes, granted, that still happens in WWE with certain guys. But I think there's a lot more flexibility, even with today's wrestlers, thanks to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Certainly two of the more influential guys in pro wrestling. Totally. But let us know in the comments what you think of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, and... Is this impactful for Cody Rhodes to go back to WWE? Don't forget to share us all over social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPV Podcast. Subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.